A former president facing a new indictment. What we know about Donald Trump's latest charges in Georgia. And a court battle playing out in Austin. What it could mean for transgender youth in Texas. And Austin's coolest day in five and a half weeks. What it'll feel like tomorrow morning in first warning weather. Former President Donald Trump and 18 allies have until August 25th to turn themselves into authorities in Fulton County, Georgia. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jennifer Sanders. And I'm Daniel Marine. All of them are facing charges for alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election results in Georgia. NBC's Bree Jackson reports today Trump lashed out over the indictment. Former President Trump facing 13 felony counts, including conspiracy charges in connection to alleged efforts to overturn Georgia's 2020 election results. The indictment names 19 defendants, each charged with violating Georgia's RICO Act, a statute typically used against criminal organizations. Prosecutors use it to break down individual roles in a complex scheme. Narrow this down to some common themes that a jury could understand and see how these pieces of the puzzle fit together. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis is pushing for a trial within the next six months as Trump's legal team prepares to put up a fight. And, and it's ironic that they waited two and a half years to try and now have it in six months. The reason was they wanted to mess them up right in the middle of a campaign. In a fundraising email, the former president claims his four indictments are aimed at blocking his chances of winning the White House in 2024. But one Georgia Republican who testified that the 2020 election was not rigged urges voters to pivot. You know, as a Republican that cares about the future of this country, this is our moment to, to, to hit the reset button. Support for the GOP frontrunner remains strong. Analysts predict that might last through the primaries, but could damage the GOP in a potential rematch with President Biden. If we start seeing those numbers separate, by five, six, seven points, the argument to say Donald Trump cannot win a general election will start to take hold. Former President Trump facing political and legal battles heading into a tumultuous presidential campaign. And candidates in the upcoming race for U.S. Senate in Texas are responding to Trump's indictment in Georgia. In a TV appearance last night, Senator Ted Cruz said, quote, This is the Democrats weaponizing the justice system because they're afraid of voters. This is disgraceful. This is wrong. One of Cruz's Democratic opponents, Congressman Colin Allred, posted to social media, quote, The indictment in Georgia reminds us that democracy is still at risk and that people like Donald Trump and Ted Cruz tried to overturn an election based on partisan interests. And State Senator Roland Gutierrez, also running for Senate, posted, quote, No matter what Ted Cruz claims, nobody, not even a former president, is above the law. Well, back here at home, the city of Hutto just announced that someone stole $193,000 Monday calling it a potential cyber crime. Now, the city's financial institution told officials it came from an account impersonating a known vendor. The institution says that no personal information was leaked during that theft, and the city says that it is working with police to investigate. And today, Travis County and the city issued a disaster declaration because of the wildfire risk. It's part of the efforts, including looking into turning the Travis County Expo Center into a place for emergency evacuations, all to prepare before disaster strikes. The results of an emergency will be better than what they would have been otherwise because these professionals are preparing for just that. 
Now, this is on top of the disaster declaration the governor signed for 191 counties in Texas. A total of 30 wildfires have burned 2,826 acres in the 15-county KXAN viewing area as of Monday. He just heard from Mayor Kirk Watson. We also asked him today about a city memo released Friday, which indicated the fire union and the city of Austin haven't been able to agree on a labor contract. Uh, it means an arbitrator could ultimately decide how much money our firefighters make. Our Grace Reader asked about that at today's news conference. Here's some of the mayor's response. I have no question that the dedicated firefighters that we have in Austin, Texas, are, are not looking at whether or not the city and the union have a contract before they take action in a situation like this, if we were to have a wildfire situation. In fact, I think it's offensive to the firefighters to even assume such a thing. And coming up at KXAN News at 6, what else the city is doing now to prepare for the wildfire threats and what they're asking you to do. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, it's a noticeably cooler and much less humid day behind the overnight cool front. Unfortunately, that still put us in the triple digits. High temperatures so far today, though, the coolest in more than five weeks in Austin, 101 after a tie for the longest ever stretch of 105 plus degree days. That was 11 days in a row we just wrapped up. It is a bright and breezy evening in southeast Austin, 101 at the Whittlesey Southeast location. Temperatures are cooler than most recent days, five to seven degrees cooler right now than 24 hours ago from Austin out to parts of the hill country. And the humidity is nice and low, so the heat uh, a bit more tolerable, a bit less sweaty as you're out and about today to uh, humidity below 30% completely area wide. Coming up in your forecast, we've got the coolest night in months coming tonight. How great it feels by morning, the rapid warm-up that follows, and an update on the potential of a tropical system here next week. All right, David, thank you. As the recovery effort grows in Maui, so does the number of victims from the wildfires there. At least 99 people are now confirmed dead, with close to 1,000 people still missing. NBC's Jay Gray is in Hawaii with our update. Good evening. Recovery teams have now worked through about 25% of the burned out areas here. Hawaii's governor urging patience right now as crews and cadaver dogs sift through the rubble and debris, a process he says could take another 10 days or more. Also warning, the number of known victims could double or even triple in the coming days. It's still early, but the current damage estimate as a result of the wildfires is $7 billion. That number could grow as well, with close to 3,000 structures lost, while the island economy is taking a hit of more than a million dollars every day in lost tourism revenue. Donations continue to pour in. Food, water, clothes, and medicine, officials stressing that support is going to be needed for a long time. 500 families who lost their homes have been moved to hotels, but there's growing concern about long-term housing for recovery that in many of the hardest hit areas is going to take years. That's the latest from here in Maui. I'm Jay Gray. Back to you now. Well, back home, students at schools around Austin today got a warm welcome back from their very own superintendents. Austin ISD Interim Superintendent Matias Segura visited schools across the city today to greet students and assure parents that the district is on track. We've been working really, really hard to kick off this year. Um, vacancies are way down. We're 96% staffed. Um, the energy's great. Um, so we're really excited and just uh, welcome, welcome home. 
And Segura also said despite AC issues at McCallum High School and the Liberal Arts and Science Academy that we told you about yesterday during the first day of classes, he says the cooling systems around the district are doing well as a whole. A homeless encampment in Central Texas has been cleared out. We're going to tell you where everyone who was living there is now going. And shocking numbers from a new survey about opioid abuse. Just how many people have been impacted? Crews are continuing their work cleaning up a homeless camp in South Austin. The city announced today it cleared out the West Bolden Creek area and moved 72 people to the Southbridge shelter. Now that's a former hotel turned into a shelter. The city recently worked to double capacity there by adding two beds to each room. And the hope is that by moving those experiencing homelessness into shelters, they can get some much needed help. There are resources on site that uh, help with connections to mental health services, substance use treatment, and medical treatment as well. And the encampment has been formally declared closed and cleaning it up should take a few weeks. Impacts of the opioid crisis are still being felt across the country according to a new survey. A Kaiser Family Foundation study shows two-thirds of adults surveyed said they or a family member have at one point been addicted to alcohol or drugs, have become homeless because of an addiction, have gone to the emergency room or were hospitalized or even died because of substance abuse. And about three in ten adults say they or a family member have been addicted to opioids, legal or illegal at some point. Last year, more Americans died of opioid-related overdoses than any year on record. We're monitoring water temperatures in the Gulf of Mexico, and they are still record warm between 88 and 90 degrees Fahrenheit. This actually may play a factor in developing a tropical system next week. What this means for our local forecast after this. We're learning more about a drowning in Horseshoe Bay that happened last week. Police say last Thursday a man called 911 to say he had been swimming with his friend when he briefly left the pool to go to his apartment. When he came back, he found Jose Samuel Gomez Amora unresponsive at the bottom of the pool. He was pronounced dead. An autopsy for his body has been ordered. Zamora was 19 years old. And teams also recovered a body of a drowning victim in Granger Lake Monday. It was on Sunday, Williamson County game wardens received a report of a drowning. Now the victim's boat had drifted away while he had been standing in shallow water. Well, a judge in Travis County today heard day one of a challenge to a new law banning certain health care treatment for transgender youth in Texas. Senate Bill 14 is set to go into effect on September 1st. It bans things like puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and surgery for minors undergoing gender transition. And a group of parents and doctors suing the state are asking a state district judge to block it. Our Capitol correspondent Monica Madden has been in court today. So, Mon, who did you hear from and what are you learning? Today, Jen, we largely heard from parents who have children with gender dysphoria, many of those kids currently undergoing treatment for that. There were not any cameras allowed inside the courtroom, but I was able to sit in, and it was often very emotional testimony from these parents as they discussed their children's mental health struggles and how they made those very difficult decisions. Some parents even describing their kids at times suicidal until they were able to get that treatment, and then those symptoms went away and those feelings went away. It's it's why advocates who um, are part of this lawsuit say that this bill should be blocked from going into law. This health care is considered life-saving by every major medical association. This type of law has been resoundingly blocked by courts across the country. It's clearly discriminatory and unconstitutional. 
We heard mostly from plaintiffs, uh, witnesses today that included the parents and then also physicians who practice pediatric and adolescent care. Um, many of them also describing positive outcomes for the children who have gender dysphoria that they treated. The state only called one witness today that was an evolutionary biologist who questioned the gender transitioning care altogether. And earlier today I spoke with Senator Brian Hughes. He is one of the authors of this legislation and he said that he thinks parents are being misled by their physicians and thinks there's not enough scientific evidence right now that supports the positive outcomes for gender transitioning care. There are mounds of medical evidence that the long-term lifelong harms from these treatments include sterilization, osteoporosis, uh, brain development problems, heart development problems. This is a serious, serious decision. Now I want to point out that this law, once it goes into effect, if it goes into effect on September 1st, does not ban talk therapy between these children and their families, that type of thing. The judge did not say when she might issue a ruling, although this is only day one. We'll be back in court tomorrow covering this case as well. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, we're enjoying the brief appearance of a rare August cold front. I know it's not cold outside with temperatures that still hit the triple digits in Austin, but technically we are on the backside of this late summer cool front, now sparking a few storms to our south. The weather, though, stays dry but more pleasant locally this evening. The wind speed is unremarkable, but the wind direction is something we haven't seen in weeks or even a couple of months. It's blowing from the north and northeast area wide at 5 to 15 miles an hour. This is bringing in much more tolerable temperatures after 11 straight days of 105 or hotter in Austin. It was much cooler than that today. Some of our friends out in the hill country stayed in the 90s for a change. It's 99 still in Dripping Springs, Cameron, and Rockdale. We did make it to the triple digits in Austin. This is another consecutive day and also our 55th total triple digit day for the year. That puts us in seventh place if you're keeping track at home, only 13 days behind where we ended up last year. Triple digit days are just happening more frequently because of man-made climate change. The days of 100 degrees or hotter each year has jumped significantly, as you can see here, since back in 1970. Tomorrow morning, how about the coolest morning that we've seen in more than two months? It was June 10th when we last saw temperatures like this. Here we go, late tonight falling into the 80s. Tomorrow morning, lower 70s in Austin and upper 60s in a lot of our suburbs like Leander, Maynard, Georgetown, and out towards some of our rural communities as well. If you can, just take your cup of coffee outside in the morning. Roll down your windows even on I-35. I think it's going to feel a lot more comfortable than it has in a while. This morning, you probably noticed it felt kind of less sweaty. Tomorrow morning is going to feel even much better than that. But enjoy it while you can because as early as tomorrow afternoon, heat alerts are back. A heat advisory posted including Austin from noon to 9 p.m. tomorrow. Temperatures in Austin expected to hit 104 tomorrow. Then they may surge to the hottest we've seen all year on Thursday. We're calling for a record 109 and awful heat continues through the coming weekend. Let's talk about another little glimmer of hope, though, on the horizon. High pressure stays with us late this week into the weekend, but Sunday into early next week, it drifts pretty far northeast of our area. This sends temperatures into the triple digits, even in Kansas City, but it also removes the influence of the ridge here. This, as we first started to pick up on yesterday, could lead to a tropical disturbance, maybe even a tropical system, probably not a hurricane as it looks right now, moving onshore on the Texas coast. We're hoping this brings us a little rain next work week and maybe even 
even breaks our 100-degree streak. It's way too soon, though, to tell exactly where this may go or how strong it gets. It partially depends on how strong that ridge is to our north, but we'll keep you advised. Tonight, in the meantime, we will enjoy low humidity and relatively cool temperatures, 72 degrees in town. Tomorrow afternoon, it's hot, but the humidity stays low with a northeast breeze. Heat advisory, though, still goes into effect. After that, get ready for the potential of 109 on Thursday, 108 on Friday. Very hot with more records possible this weekend, but then 20, 30 percent chances of rain, temperatures trending downward, and hopefully we keep that rain chance maybe even higher during the middle of next week. Six to 10 day outlooks for next work week show a pretty good chance of wetter weather locally. A new report from the Austin Board of Realtors shows that Austin's housing market is still cooling. What to expect if you're looking for a new home? Tonight on News Nation, could there be a killer living next door? The tool that could tell you if there's a serial killer in your own neighborhood. Tonight on Banfield. News Nation has a trust rating higher than CNN, Fox, and MSNBC. You can only be the most trusted name in news with the most trusted names in news. Another reason why News Nation is news for all America.